Hello. Welcome to What She's Thinking. I'm Greg Schwartz, your dating coach. Men like you have sent in questions about dating and sex. I have a group of women that are going to answer your questions, and I'll help clarify their answers so you hear exactly what these women want and why. Send in your questions at debugdating.com questions. And remember, subscribe so you can hear all of the episodes. This is an older recording, so apologies for the somewhat lower audio quality and some bits of background noise. I've since upgraded my microphone setup, so you will not hear nearly this much noise ever again. But I still wanted to share it with you because there's some really great insights. So bear with me on the noise in the background that happens a couple of times. And now, ladies, please introduce yourselves. So I'm R, and I'm 36, and I'm a writer and self-employed. I am a former sex worker, which means I have a lot of context in terms of working with men's different sexual desires, but also navigating a lot of female-male relationships to power itself. Um, I actually really enjoy being single. Um, I've only had maybe a few major relationships in my life. Um, I find that I'm much more focused on relating to my friends and really building those friendships as I get older. And so a man really has to be really amazing to kind of take me away from spending time with my closest friends. Yeah, and I was in one taste for seven years. I also have, I feel like I have to brag about my intelligence a bit. Um, I also have a master's degree in philosophy, um, and I'm really proud of that because I think it really helps me kind of gauge the fact that I can be really intellectual or I can be like really kind of soft and feminine and not argue about Aristotle at the same time. I'm S. I'm 27. I am a very outgoing person who enjoys singing and performing and making people laugh, and I'm really silly. I was kind of a serial monogamous for a minute, and then I was poly for like a couple years. Now I don't know what I am. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I am. I but. <laughs> I've always kind of been, like, a go-with-the-flow kind of person. Like, I'll just, like, if it makes sense to be, like, non-monogamous <laughs> and I feel safe in that, then, like, I would consider it. But lately, I've been leaning more towards at least monogamish or monogamous. But, yeah, I've been single, and it's been good. And I am a professional matchmaker, so I've worked in the dating space for, like, four years now with my own business. So I have a lot of perspective in like about like dating in the bay area i'm g i'm 26 uh i've been in the bay area for one year now i would say i'm a pretty extroverted introvert i've been single for about five years i've been pretty disenchanted by dating but still getting out there i was a serial monogamous from the age of 15 to maybe 22 three long-term relationships just back to back now i've been single for i guess five years i moved to the bay area one year ago where did you move from i moved from uh dc okay and i lived in philadelphia for a bit so just east coast east coast got it yeah i'm a very visual person i yeah i'm very um i kind of put my artistic parts of my personality into everything that I do. I play piano. I don't know. Any help here? You play piano. You love to draw and doodle. You like to make videos about makeup. You like to do other people's makeup. 
Yeah, I would say I'm very artistic and visual and I appreciate kind of the detail in everything. And like, you know, I notice the very small and intricate things in uh, in art and in my interactions with people. My life is where I'm creative in all aspects of it. Um, and even in the mundane things, I'll find a way to put some sort of creative spin on it. Where is your favorite place to be touched for foreplay and how do you like to be touched there? Nipples. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I was thinking too. <laughs> yeah, were we all just thinking nipples? I was like, my boobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely where I was. Happy looks all around again. Okay. <laughs> like I was thinking that my favorite touch is um like a like a gentle flick of a tongue on my nipple. Like I don't like when people try to bite it gentle. or be rough with it. It's like gentle. so gentle. Yeah. Like I could practically come from someone just like licking my nipple for like a minute and a half. Like that's the best. Yeah. That's nice. That's a happy look. Also, uh, neck, like kissing mm. neck and ear, but not like, not like wet willy. <laughs> I was going to say. Don't go inside the ear, but just like, you know, on the circumference of the ear yeah. is nice. Yeah. And like a light, light bite on the ear. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you said the not the wet willy thing. I have that moment every time where someone goes for the ear and I'm like cringe a little bit. I'm like, are they going to do the wet willy? Because I'm going to get real uncomfortable any second. Those are the moments where it's like, is this like, is he trying to put his tongue in my ear for him or for me? You know? It gets a little and it's like, I don't want your tongue in my ear. It's too much. So... Nibble the tongue. Nibble the tongue in the ear. Nibble the tongue in the ear. Okay. And the neck, apparently. And neck, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I guess going on that vein, how do you like to be asked during sex, and I would also say foreplay, even though that's not in the question, what you like and what you want? I don't like when men ask, what do you want? Because that's the thing. Like, I hear my yeses and nos through yes or no questions, mm. right? So, someone being like, does this feel good? Then I could be like, Yes or no? Yes. Um, do you like this? Yes or no questions are so much better than just these open-ended, like, yeah. do, what do you want? I'm like, oh, my God, that's, like, the worst thing to start with. So I'm always a fan of ask me through yes and no questions if the text, like, if if the rhythm's right, um, if the feeling is right, if the sensation feels good, yes or no questions. Totally agree with that. Yeah, me too. Nice. Any other nuances besides definitely yes or no, not what do you want? What do you like? <laughs> yeah. It feels kind of like, <clears throat> just to kind of put it into context, it feels kind of like you're at the bridge and you're trying to pass the troll and you're asking the troll, like, so how do I get through this b- bridge? And then he's like, well, you have to do a riddle and you have to do all of this, right? And it's like, no, like, it, it feels kind of like you're just trying to, you're just trying to get in, like, what do I have to do to get inside of your vagina? You know, like, it's like, you have to, you know, yes, like, it, it, again, it, it feels like it's coming from, like, what he's he wants as opposed to what you want. So I guess what I'm saying is there it, there are ways to ask, there are incorrect ways to ask somebody what they want, where it feels like it's coming from a self-serving place as opposed to a place that is, you know, genuinely interested. It sounds like, if I'm hearing you right, 
a big piece of that is asking what do you want rather than does this feel good? Like a yes or no question. The yes or no questions make it more about you and the what do you want feels like it's more about him or his pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like his pleasure but pretending it's not. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I cringe every time someone's like, what do you want? I'm like, oh. What do you want me to do? Yeah. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Figure, Figure it out. It out. Hey, try something. Figure it out. Try a thing or two. Uh. Oh. I know. It's just like. Oh, so that, that actually isn't one of the questions, but that was a good follow on for this. Given the figure it out, how much would you rather direct a man on how to please you, whatever context that is sexually, versus have him experiment and give him feedback? Part of the reason I'm asking this is a lot of guys listening are going to be like, but I'm not very good at mm-hmm. pick your poison, you know, oral sex, you know, foreplay, whatever. And so that's part of why he's then going, what do you want? I don't know what to do. So would you rather he say like, hey, you know, tell me what you want, like direct me? Or would you rather he just kind of start trying things and see what makes you react? I think start trying things. Mm-hmm. Just go for it because then there's a certain level of confidence, but then you're still doing the check-in. Right. So you're still trying to see if I actually want whatever you're doing, but you're also kind of it feels good because you're like you're just kind of going for it, you know, because you can course correct. It's OK if you're not perfect. You know, there's a an understanding that you're just starting to discover each other's bodies. So I don't think that there is. I think that it would be really unfair to expect that you would just know exactly what we're like and what we like immediately. Yeah. I'm total yes for that. Yeah. Anything to add? You look like you were thinking of something. Yeah. I And I think it's totally okay, um, you know, if they're not able to figure it out right away um, to, you know, say something like, show me what you like or show me how you like to be touched kind of like asking for the direction but show me how i can touch you there or something like more specific than what do i do you know? <laughs> yes yes okay that's Hands a great in the nuance air. too mm-hmm. what do i do <laughs> i don't know that's what true. to do <laughs> yeah. okay how does it feel as a woman when you want sex more than your partner does and you can't use that asymmetry to exercise power over him this is clearly a person who's pretty irritated. And you can't use that asymmetry of sexual desire. Wow, that's a really loaded, kind yeah. of misogynistic, pretty misogynistic question to assume that sex is only about power from a woman's perspective and that we hold back on sex as a mean of maintaining power. That's I a would really say harsh this assumption. Pretty, pretty angry from the way he wrote this. So I guess the first thing would be have you had that with a partner? If you haven't, then it wouldn't make much sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this person clearly has some their personal agenda going on here in terms of that he needs to work on in terms of how he perceives women. I can't make a sweeping generalization about every woman, but I think it's fair to say that most women are not, you know, using sex as a way to control a guy. I'm sure it happens, but that's not the norm. Mm-mm, no. I don't think I've ever, uh, that wouldn't feel good. Like, that's just, that's weird. Yeah, I feel like there's so many assumptions behind that that it's hard to even kind of answer the question. Answer the question because, yeah, yeah, the assumption that women want to have power over you and do so through sex is like such a patriarchal reason for men to be afraid of women and like demonize our sexuality. 
Mm-hmm. That it's this thing they're trying to get from us that we're not giving them yeah, because yeah. we have the power. Like right. that's just so <gasps> weird and like toxic, toxic and scary. Actually, in some ways, I think to even hear that question be asked, I guess. What has it been like if you've had a partner where you wanted sex more than they do? How did that relationship go, and how did that the interaction around that go specifically? The partner I'm thinking of, um, he actually ended up being gay, which was. A pretty interesting, we were really young. I guess we were probably 18 or 19. And I always was like kind of craving more sex and like more connection and more of these things and he just wasn't interested in. Um, I actually just kind of remember feeling like, oh, like my reaction was kind of, okay, he's actually just like not that into me and that's okay right now. The same way that when I'm with certain people and I don't feel like having sex, it's that I don't feel connected or I just don't feel like it. So I didn't experience it as this big thing. I didn't define the relationship. If you haven't had that situation, it's okay. I don't really have anything to say about it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. That's fine. Who do you prefer pays on the first date? Oh, my God. (laughs) This question. (laughs) (laughs) I I looked at you because you're the matchmaker. I was like, I bet you have. Okay. I, I have a pretty strongly held opinion on this. And I know that it's a heated question because there's so... There's so much, you know, it drops into feminism and can women, are women independent and all this stuff. But my opinion is that on a first date, the guy always pays. That doesn't mean you pay for every date. It's, it's not, and it's not about the money. That's the thing. Take me to Chipotle and buy me a burrito and spend $7 on me and I'll probably have the same It's about, are you trying to impress me? Because what I find is that in talking to other women about this kind of stuff is that there's, although women are, you know, in some ways rising up in the world and especially in the Bay Area where we live, you know, there's a lot of high powered women who make plenty of money, right? There is still simultaneously this notion of romanticism and chivalry that has very much colored the way that we think about how we relate to each other. And so I think that even though a lot of women, not a lot of women, even though some women might say, oh, you know, but I can pay for myself and all this stuff. I think I think it's safe to say, and please tell me if, if you think I'm wrong, but I think it's safe to say that the vast majority of women appreciate it when you take them out just on the first date, you know, and you, the second time, you know, you could say, okay, you know, it, it doesn't need to be the expectation for every time. It's about, do I care about the impression that I'm making on you right now? Getting nods all around. From a chivalry one. perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I, for me, that's actually how I know someone's actually interested in me. Yeah. Like if they don't pay for the first date, I'm like, oh, I guess we're more friends or I guess I'm not clear what our dynamic is, but it makes things so clear when a guy, our first date pays from like, oh, we're like, this is a date. It feels like a date. (laughs) Yeah. It's like such a relief because I've had those moments where I'm out with someone and they don't pay and I'm like, oh, oh, so we're not on a date. And I have to like actually ask like, is is this a date? Like, I don't actually know what's happening here. I think like, you know, let's say splitting the check or getting your own on that first date, it totally creates a separation between two individuals. And kind of, like you said, it's not about the money. It's about, do I care about impressing you? Are we setting the tone for a date and we're in this together? Um, 
even if it's just getting a coffee. Yeah, it, the, it's the action. It's not about it. the money. It's about yeah. Oh, he got me an ice cream. It's it's just what you're saying about yeah. I'm kind of just repeating what I just said, but yeah. But I appreciate how passionate you are. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I I feel equally like yes. Yeah. Like the first, you're right. Like the second or third day or fourth, whatever. No expectation, but the first date, it's it's such a relief when a guy mm-hmm. does that. Oh god, it's such a relief. Because the question is still in the air of mm-hmm. you know what does he think about me? What's going on here? You know, it's a really talking about trying to see if a if if someone is interested in you. You know, that's a really good, a really safe way to show interest in a woman instead of going straight for a kiss. Maybe you can touch her hand and see how she responds to that, right? Um, that's a really safe way to show your interest um, that doesn't have necessarily a sexual context but does create that uh, romanticism. Mm-hmm. I know I need water and you do too. It looks like you're mm-hmm. both getting yeah. low. So I just wanted to pause for a second. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many conversations we've had Thank where, you. where I, she'll look at me or I'll look at her and I'll say, he went Habsies. Um, and I'm just so pissed about it. Yeah. It's like, spend four bucks on me. Yeah. On a fucking, like, coffee. You yeah. know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's so, it just feels, especially. Part of the reason I'm asking it on yeah. multiple interviews is I want to really drive it home of, like, guys, there's a whole bunch of reasons why yeah. you might feel like you shouldn't. Just trust me, do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just trust me, do it. Do it. <laughs> and I, so, I definitely yeah. find myself, you know, wanting to offer, like, if they're, you know, if we're at a table, I'll, you know, get my card or reach for it. I don't, th- that's happened to me before. Um, and then, you know, and then they take it, and they take it. Like, you know, it would have showed me a lot if you had given my card back to me. Yeah. that That's how I feel. I'm not like, you know, it's not necessarily wrong, um, to split the bill, but it does say a lot. It's, it's a big yeah, statement. It is a big statement. It's interesting how that works. I also think about the, uh, not to go too deep down this hole, but one of the things that I think about when I think about this is how much money women spend on dates that men don't, that they don't see. Yeah. So, for example, the makeup, the, these things that we yeah. do, because in this society we, we're taught that we need to, you know, look a certain way. Like, that shit is expensive. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know? It's not something, it's not a cost that you are seeing outright, but it is something that we are eating. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely. Fun one. What do you find attractive about men's bodies? Hands and forearms. Forearms. That's my big one, too. That's kryptonite. With the veins? (laughs) Oh, my God. Make me sing. A button-down shirt, like, rolled up so I can see your forearms. (sighs) That's... Mm -hmm. I now I'm also I don't ever think yeah. about forearms. I'm so much slower like a back. Like when I'm walking behind a man, I'm like looking at the back oh, muscles. Yeah. Like there's something around like the wide shoulders. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Like I imagine that like on top of me, like what it looks like from above with like wide shoulders. <laughs> yeah, that's more my forearms. I'm looking at forearms now. Interesting. I don't think I've heard either of those before. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. I love it when my partner squeezes her kegels while we're having sex. Is that something you can do? And do you enjoy it? <laughs> I'm sorry. 
It's okay. I think I can speak on behalf of everybody. We can all do it. Um, yeah. I think that's a pretty normal part of a woman's anatomy. Everybody has different strengths at which they can mm-hmm. squeeze, I guess. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think everyone has different strengths. Like whether you're practicing your Kegel muscles yeah. contractions daily or if you Are just we all doing Kegels it. right now? Yeah, now, we now we are. <laughs> now we totally are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so second half of that, do you, do you enjoy it? Does that do anything for you? Not when I'm having sex, no. I don't really do it consciously during sex. I don't... Sometimes I'll do it, like, at like if he's, like, about to come, mm-hmm. then I'll, like, do it just to kind of be like... Yeah, try <laughs> not to come. <laughs> like... <laughs> Outside of that, I kind of just use it to be funny about it. Yeah. I like to do it every now and then to just see, like, if they notice it. And they're like, oh. I'm like, yeah, I just did that thing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Beyond the first time you have sex, how do you like your boyfriend or partner or date to tell you he wants to and is excited to have sex with you that night? Like on a first date? No, 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 no. Whatever time you start having sex with someone, that's the first time you've had sex. Then, you know, before the second time, before the mm-hmm. third, before the fourth... Is there anything you like that he does or that he could do to say, you know, hey, I'm excited to have sex with you tonight? Well, I think it depends on people's love languages probably a little bit around like what makes you feel interested in being connected to someone. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm like such a a woman in this way, but it's just when someone like touches me nicely and tells me nice, pretty things and like does something for me and then says they want to spend time with me. That's just like, that's all the foreplay, right? Yeah, like, seduction. The seduction is the whole thing. So it's like you don't even have to make it clear you want to have sex. Like all of that is this space of like if I'm feeling connected, then like it's there. Especially if you've <clears throat> already had sex and you're mm-hmm. meeting with them again, you know, there's kind of this implied interest. Obviously, that me- doesn't mean you shouldn't still get people's consent because consent can always change. If you've already had sex with somebody and you're meeting up again, just showing the interest, kind of what you were saying. I agree with what you guys both said just yeah all in the seduction and i guess for me personally if you guys are both on the same wavelength you'll and you can both kind of go into that together and you're kind of reciprocating the feelings of like getting to that point of having sex like if you can feel the energy with someone already building then yeah it doesn't have to be this explicit saying of it yeah so any last things you really appreciate when guys do Noticing the really small things, in particular, my quirks. Hmm. So an example would be saying that he likes my laugh or saying that I looked cute in a moment when I didn't necessarily think I looked cute. You know, those kinds of moments, because then I feel seen and that's what makes me feel connected. Yeah, something that is tailored to you, something that you couldn't just say to anyone. And I think just noticing exactly what you said, just noticing those little things shows that you're interested and that you care. I, I think there's so many things I love that men do. 
Um, but yeah, it's a similar thing where I like when they compliment the way that I look and then also really compliment like who I am because it makes me feel like, oh, they actually see my complexity, right? Mm-hmm. Versus just like seeing one piece of me that I'm like taught to be valued for already. I love when someone's like, you look really beautiful today. And I just really love like the way that you seem so aware of this part of you. Or when you spoke French to that random person on the street, like I was so impressed by how smart you are. Just like those silly, unique aspects of who you are that, yeah, makes you feel really seen, but then also appreciated for kind of this societal programming I already have, <laughs> like wanting to be seen for <clears throat> how I look. Yeah. It's like it meets all of those needs at once. I really appreciate feeling um, safe and uh, low pressure, mm-hmm. you know, just when um, if a guy creates a space where like he's, yeah, just not putting pressure, just, you know, makes it feel more, you know, casual. Um, that to me, I really appreciate because as a woman, I definitely can feel really unsafe around men. So when I can, you know, feel comfortable and at ease, I love that. Yeah, I really appreciate when that does happen. Is there anything specific that you found really works well for men to do to help create that space? Well, there I was thinking the best sex I've ever had was always in moments where like it didn't feel expected of me. Right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's it's more of yeah. a, a thing where like you're just kissing and you don't feel like they're keep trying to go further. It's more yeah. like they also kind of Agreed. let you like guide what's happening and it makes you feel like, oh, like I actually I'm in a little bit more in control here. Whereas usually with sometimes with men, when I start to feel them get really turned on, I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm actually not their focus anymore. Like their focus is their turn on, like their mm-hmm. sexuality, them getting what they want. So I feel safe when someone like, I don't, they're, they like move so slowly yeah. that I don't feel like there's any pressure on me to do something for them. Totally. Or like, you know, if you're holding hands, just holding hands, mm-hmm. we don't have to, you know, go all the way. We can just kind of enjoy that. And then I'll probably find myself wanting to do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't underestimate our agency in the matter. Yes, mm-hmm. we like men to be assertive, but if we want to keep going further, we can show that as well. So I think it's important to remember that. That's actually what I was going to ask is how do you feel like men can balance sort of you wanting them to mostly initiate, but this also request of don't put the pressure on, or I'm not sure a good way to summarize it. Where's sort of a good medium for them to strike around this lead, but don't put pressure or I don't know, is that a good way to summarize? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, there's the, there's a, obviously a balance between that, like keeping the momentum going and then also letting someone's agency come through. Um, but I find if people are just more focused on the pleasure itself, it finds its own way, you know, when there's not the goal focus, but there is just the pleasure, then like I can feel into if I want more pleasure, or I want less pressure, pleasure, or if they're creating more pleasure, if I want less, pre- like all that balance happens more naturally for me yeah. at least. That was cool. a great list. So high five. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Greg. So much. Thank you so yeah, much for coming. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah. Thank you for listening to What She's Thinking. Please remember to subscribe and to help other men find the podcast, please write a review on iTunes. Also, are you in the San Francisco Bay Area? I'm hosting two VIP online dating deep dives. Each of them has a max of eight people so I can give you personal attention. Last month, I held one of these in Los Angeles and not only got rave reviews for the deep dive, but also got great feedback from the people that attended saying that they had already, just after a couple of days, seen a dramatic improvement in their online dating. 
So during each VIP session, here's what we'll do. First, we'll debug your profile. We'll remove a lot of the common mistakes that I see in your photos, in your profile, in your messages, all of that. Second, we'll determine how to recognize the match that you're really looking for. And third, we'll upgrade your profile to attract that match instead of women in general, which of course means it's much more attractive to the women that you want. The San Francisco VIP Deep Dive is Monday, April 1st at 7 p.m. And on Monday, April 8th, also at 7 p.m., I'm doing another VIP Deep Dive in the South Bay. So if you found this podcast useful and helpful, and if you're serious about getting your online dating working, go to debugdating.com VIP and grab your ticket before they're gone be anonymous just yeah. because i was like i like my nipples touched yeah so like- oh my god that is not even <laughs> i like my nipples is probably one of the tamest things <laughs> not saying like bad are but you just... saying i'm boring no i'm not saying you're vanilla, vanilla. i'm so vanilla <laughs> yeah, uh, no, titties no.